fault a topic that's titled determined determined to understand God's plan. A lot of people these days don't have a proper understanding of, of the plan of God. They know that there is a God but they don't understand the plan. Right? It's, it's almost like you know that there's food and that's been prepared for you at the dinner table but you don't understand how it was prepared. You know it was prepared, meaning a certain ingredient was put into the pot, and whatever it is to make the 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 the, the, uh, the the final plate that sits before you, but you don't know how to duplicate that or follow that to get it like it is. Someone needs to talk, teach you how to do this. In all your walk of life, there is somebody teaching you. And I, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm I thank God. Praise the Lord. Oh, I thank God that I even came to the uh, to the to the to the proper understanding that I needed to be taught. If Sister Feldman can remember, back in my early days, I went about trying to teach myself how to do lectures. And I tripped a lot of breakers. <laughs> I go and put wires together without any understanding. And went to the breaker, cut it on. All I saw was poof! Breakers kept tripping. It was when I picked up a book and started studying where things began to get a little clear. And that let us know that we are blind without except someone teach us. Right. So, this is a certain message we need, to, we, we, we need to be determined to understand God's plan. In order to first be able to be determined to understand God's plan, we got to understand that God has somebody to teach us. Right? God has somebody to teach us. Without being taught, we'll be led astray. Praise the Lord. Okay? Now, many people don't understand who God is or his plan which is not a secret anymore. Is God playing a secret? Yeah. It's so plain that the Bible doesn't say a fool can err, can't err. But yet still, many people are oblivious to the fact that he has a plan and what that plan is. Mm -hmm. It's funny how people can acknowledge the fact that there is a God, but they cannot acknowledge the fact that he's relinquished all power over to his son. Praise the Lord. Now, now that, that's another thing. And then it's another thing to understand that God has a plan, but we can only surmise the fact that God's plan requires to bless us. And that's it. Right. <laughs> Nothing else. God is in the blessing plan. So pretty much this is how God is. God is in the, in the, in the plan of blessing you or withholding blessings from you. Until he saw fit, see fit to bless you again. Mm. So God is just doing it. I'm going to hold this from you. Until I feel like he blessing you. That's how they view God. Right. <laughs> is that the God that we know we serve? Mm -hmm. We know God has a, 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 a God, you know, the Bible says we are formed in his image. 
shaped in his likeness. Meaning, if God had to be, if God had a body, it would be just like what you see before. Just a body. Now, and we also understand the fact that we talked about this in the past that God has feelings, just like we have feelings. That meaning that, that goes to that goes to the point to say that there is something that can make God there is something that can make God happy, and there's something that can make God sad. Praise the Lord. Now, it's no different than than than, than the, the husband and wife and their children. You got kids. The kids can do something that can make you happy, and the kids can do something that can make you sad. Now, you prefer that they do what? Make you happy. God prefer that we make him happy. But in case where we, we, we uh, do something to make him sad, we don't expect God to just say, well, I'm just going to ignore him, I'm just leave him alone. We expect God to correct us. Just why? Why? Why we want God to correct us? So, so we can be right, and the fact that it shows that what? He loves us. He loves us. Thank you. Praise God. We want God to correct us and show us that He loves. Now, what parent don't want to feel love by their? What child don't want to feel love by their parent? I did all kind of stuff, but when I did good at school, I couldn't wait to show mom my great my report card. Mama, mom, mom. I got, I got to give a fucking A's and D's and D's and All right. So what, why do we think God will not be happy when we do something good? Because we don't see him setting a stamp of approval on us because we do things day in and day out and he don't always let us know that, oh, we did good today. Do God have to always tell us if we walked in this world Throughout the whole, let's say we got up this morning and we went through the whole world and we didn't willfully sin. Do God have to show us or, 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 or speak to us and tell us you did well today? No. He don't. He shouldn't have to. But and if we are validated only by the fact that God speaks to us and tells us we did good today, we are conducting ourselves like a child, like a little baby. Because the little baby and the kid constantly need mom, dad's approval. Need their input of that they're doing good. They're doing good. They're doing good. They're doing good. And and, 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 and just like they get the input when they're doing wrong, and pretty much how we raise our kids is we don't really tell them too much when they're doing good. We just correct them when they're doing wrong. But you need to also tell them that they're doing good. At least they think every time you open your mouth, you're scolding them. And they become discouraged. So we need to tell them sometimes when they're doing good. If all if they do more stuff that make you this uh, uh, that it requires correction, we want to also be minded at the fact that they want to feel like they love and get some type of positive approval from somebody. So if they don't get it from you, they might get it from somebody else. Hence, they may gravitate away from you. Am I losing? I got you. Okay, now, we got to understand that we are, uh, we must so, and in, in these days that we live in, we got to be determined, mm -hmm. really determined mm, yep. to understand God's plan. Now, if you determine to understand it, you should be determined to do it. It don't make any sense to be determined 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be determined to go to college and get a, a degree to be a doctor. But I ain't going to do no doctor and I ain't going to never be a doctor. Does that make it? Right. That make me a laughing stock, right? So we can't be determined to, 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 to understand the plan of God to say, hey, I understand what God wants, but I ain't going to do none of it. Right? And this is what we need uh, people to come in to understand. When they get, when they, their desire need to be first to understand the plan. Yes, this is a nice plan. Yes, it will help you be a good person and make you conduct yourself more of a civilized way, naturally, but it's more to it than that if you embrace it the way God has intended. Okay? So we understand that his plan is not a secret. First John 5 and 9 begin to tell us. Remember I said God has a plan and which is not a secret. What is his plan? What is God's plan? Anyone know? God's plan is for us to uh, be able to serve him and be in right fellowship. Be able to serve him and be in right what? Right fellowship. right fellowship with who? With God. Him. Is that possible? Yes. That is possible. So you're telling me if I'm determined to understand God, I can get to the point where I can, I can if I understand God the way he wants me to, I can be in good fellowship with him. But how would I know I'm in good fellowship except he tell me or one of you tell me? How would I know? Well, you got the word. You got the word of God. Like you said, you seek to understand, but then you have to do it. So it's like the word is kind of like that checklist. It's like once you, once God, you, you get the Holy Ghost, God open up your understanding through the word, through the, you know, preach word of God. It's like now you have to go back, kind of like and do homework, go to your checklist, say, Okay, the words say this, am I, you know, I'm examining myself, am I doing this, am I doing that? When people first come in and get saved, they become what? A babe. A babe, right? Yeah. This is what we need to we need to understand. A babe don't know what they should and should not do. Praise mm -hmm. Lord, right? So because they're a babe, they need to be trained right. in this way. Trained. They need to have a, 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 a understanding of God, but they don't know they need to have an understanding of God. So we got to train them in this way. Now, in order for them to be trained, they need to see somebody to train them. So God is invisible. God still lives in the mysterious, and the Bible calls it mysterious in certain verses, meaning God stays in the secret place. The secret place is an invisible place, meaning we can't see God, but that don't mean he ain't there. Amen. God is everywhere at, at every given time because he's all omnipotent. He's everywhere. He, we don't have to. We don't have to say, "I don't see him." I don't see him. We just got to know that he's there. Praise the Lord. And even if he thinks bad things happen and good things happen, that don't mean that he ain't there. That just means he see it. And in some situation, he might just want to see how you react. Uh -huh. In some situation, he already gonna know how you're gonna react and see if you don't. See that, wow, you conduct yourself like a preacher. Oh, you did so you gotta understand. This life is one big giant ball of tests Amen. that we must follow, must go through. Whether we like it or not, 
Kids don't understand that yet, but they're going to get to the point that there's going to come a time they're going to have to lay aside the toys. <laughs> Remember what scripture said when I was a child, I thought like a child, yeah, a child. But when I became a child, I put when I became a man, I put away childish things. And the, most people don't want to put away childish things because a child has fun yeah. with no responsibility. Someone else taking care of them. We love that lifestyle because it seems like it's effortless. So that's why people, when they get grown, they're still trying to live that type of lifestyle. They're looking for somebody to leech on. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. We leeching in the sense, but we leeching off of God. But that's what he wants. Praise the Lord. Any questions so far? Comment. Okay. First uh, John 5, 5th chapter, 9 verse through 15. It says, this is, this is what I remember I said God has a plan, and, 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 which is not a secret. Let's examine the plan. For, for those who don't know what the plan is, if we receive a witness of man, which we are men and women, witnessing of God, or when, but anyway, if, if, if man come in the witness of us, ain't no God, they ain't no this, they ain't no that. It says the witness of God is great. For this is the witness of God, which has testified of his son. So God began to come into existence and begin to let people know that my son is coming. Eventually his son did come. Eventually his son did die. So now the whole rest of the Bible tells us about what the son came and he did and he died and what he did for us all as humanity. So it began to say, he that believeth on the son of God has the witness in himself. He that believeth not that God has made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. Now, wait, I'm gonna, before I go any further, we got to first understand the most important part of this life is to achieve eternal life. So everybody want to live forever. If they didn't, that's what, I mean, it's, it's apparent that they are because we go to the doctors to try to stay in our life. We go get plastic surgery, surgery to try to look like we ain't aging. Trying to extend our lives. So, so this is our record that God has given us eternal life. But, and this life is in his son. Not in God. Praise the Lord. Now, he that has the son has life. But people say, I got life. And he that has not the son of God has not life. These, so that's why people say, I believe in God. They think because they say, I believe in God or I accept Jesus Christ, they are, are in the plan of God. They just acknowledge that there is a God and his name is Jesus. Mm -hmm. But they ain't even doing nothing what he said. Neither did they uh, 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 make up in their mind to be determined to understand God's plan. Mm -hmm. How are you going to effectively serve God if you don't understand the plan? How are you going to effectively do your job with the job you got now until you understand your responsibilities. Meaning, God, I'm hiring, God is putting us in his plan and we have a responsibility to do and then begin to outline it, what your, your job is. Mm -hmm. God has told, tell us what we need to do. Praise the Lord. So, without understanding, we can't be effective in doing the job, right? So it's very important that we get the proper understanding. This is why we come and we take the yoke and learn that we can get the proper understanding. And towards the day, he that has the son has life, and he that has not the son of God has not life. 13 verse 8. These things have I written unto you 
that believe on his name, on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that ye have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now, God has shifted the point that he don't want you to understand him or focus on him as the name God. He wants you to focus on the Son of God. Alright? Now, 14 verse 10. And this is the confidence. Praise God. We shouldn't be guessing or what? I wonder if God really meant for me. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us. Now, I, now people misconstrue this, this particular word. When we, we say we ask anything in his will, right? Yes. You got to know by faith God done heard you. Amen. God don't say Jesus. you you just say, you you just acknowledge me and you say something. I hear you. <laughs> he don't say that. He know. <laughs> Mama, can I have some ice cream? Mama, can I have some cake? Mama, can I have some candy? Mama, can I? You don't always acknowledge him, but you hear him. Right? So we got to understand, we got to confident that he hears, that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears. Now, it didn't say, this does not say he answers us, it said he hears us. God hears every cry that we, everything that we ask, every petition and prayer we throw before him, but that don't mean he's going to answer them. And then, again, that don't mean he's going to answer, he may even see fit to say, I'm going to give. My son, what he want, but after dinner, I'm gonna give my daughter what she want, but I'm not gonna give it to him to this day. Right? God may say, I hear you asking for what to do, but I ain't gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to you, and he and his own set rule and time. Right. <laughs> now, for me to throw a tender tantrum, you to throw a tender tantrum because God ain't answering you right there. It's just, it's pretty much telling God. Don't, don't, don't answer none of my prayers. Because that's just what he's going to do. Jesus, Jesus. That's just what he's going to do. When you get a tempter tantrum, naturally so. When the kids give a tempter tantrum, they, ask up, they give a tempter tantrum, what, what's your response? You ain't getting nothing. You ain't getting nothing. I ain't no but. You ain't getting nothing. You're going to walk around here and get mad. You're going to kick something and throw something and whatever you're going to do. You ain't getting nothing. That same principle worked with God. Now, it worked with God before we understood that concept. Yeah. Praise God. And some parents are still struggling with that. They, the parent, the kids go, oh, well, let me get what they want. Mm -hmm. Now, now it's psychologically thinking, they ain't smart, but they're smart enough to figure out, all I got to do is do this. Mom and daddy, give me what I want. So now they, they know, they, they learn in the system. And they're going to work it to, all the way to the bank. Now, these things have, okay. That, okay. That, that, that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He only hears us, he answers. This, and this, we know that he hears us. Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have a petition that we desire of him. He know that you already put up a request that you desire of him and he has put that in his category that they asked me of this. Now there are some situations that we have asked God over, over and over again and God has not delivered so we get to the point where we stop asking. Mm -hmm. 
God have not forgotten it, even if you have. There are some situations where God may have said, I'm going to give you that, but when I give it to you, you at the time, when I, when I set aside the time to give it to you, you ain't going to want it. Has that ever happened to anyone? Has God ever gave you something and you said, I'm able to get that now. I don't really want it. So maybe God was waiting just to let you realize the fact that you don't really need that. Amen. You think you need that. You don't need that. Okay. In an effort to understand God, we must see David. David rejoiced at with singing for the mercy of the Lord, even as he lived under the law of Moses. The Old Testament believers lived under the burden of rituals, numerous ceremonies, and whatever they had. They had strict commandments and were that were impossible to fulfill. Everything they were. Were, were rules and regulations and things they, 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 they struggled to do it, but they were impossible to fill. Nevertheless, a mercy seat existed inside the Holy of Holies that served as a source of atonement for the imperfect people of Israel. On an annual day of atonement, the high priest took the blood of the goat into the Holy of Holies and applied it to the mercy seat. This is talked about in Hebrews 9 and 7. The Shekinah, Shekinah, which is a non-biblical word for uh, 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 in the, uh, uh, the rabbi language, literature, to identify the glory of God, would descend on it was sent in a wrathful judgment against the accumulated sins of the people. Upon touching the innocent blood of the goat, the wrath would turn to mercy and would atone for the sins of Israel for one more year. Mm -hmm. So and then next year they had to go again. Next year they had to go again. And if God was to delay his coming, the people of Israel will still be doing that. Now, if the people of Israel are still doing that now, what does that mean? If they still follow in this same ritual now? What, what does that mean? They're under what? The law. The law, right. God, Jesus came and did away with that. They, no, they can't do that no more. Mm -hmm. But if they want to keep doing it, you go right ahead, but you're wasting your time. That don't mean nothing, God, what you're doing. So God had a new plan. But Psalms 103, 17 and 18 says, But the mercy of the Lord is for, from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his, right, and his righteousness unto children's children to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. See, a lot of people remember the commandments. A lot of people can recite to you the Ten Commandments. A lot of people were raised up understanding in some type of religious atmosphere, whether it be Catholicism or whatever it is, and they understand that there is a thing called the Ten Commandments, and in some instances they rehearse and memorize some of them, but they can't do none of them. And they don't even see a valid reason for doing it because the payment ain't apparent. They say, the Bible says, for instance, thou shalt not lie. Well, 
Okay, I don't lie, but what's the payment? They don't see no, no gratification for So they say, why should I not lie? Because I don't see no payment. But when, they, when the devil show them that they can lie, they're generally lying to get some advantage. So they see the instant gratification. Hence they say, this is what humanity is supposed to do, lie. Because this is our, our fairness that we are, what we inherited, and this is the nature of everybody does. Mm -hmm. And they cover it under this, the sky is now called, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Very the law. All right? Okay, so we understand that we, uh, 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 God must, God, uh, 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 we understand that we must understand God, we must understand some of the things that David wrote. Praise the Lord. Now, so in order to work with God and not against him, we must understand our responsibility to him. We too many too many people looking at what God's supposed to do and we think we ain't supposed to do nothing. Amen. Mm. Amen. I'm, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to read the Bible. I don't need to I don't need to uh, I, need to do I don't need to listen to a man preach. I don't, I don't have to be baptized. I don't have to speak in tongues. Respond. That's, that, we have a responsibility to God to do something. God ain't expect us to just go kill, put his son on the line and let him get killed and we don't <laughs> do nothing. God, knows, God killed his son for us and we don't do nothing. The proper response is, why did the Lord do this? Let me understand why God did this. Get a deep understanding of, wow, God loved us enough that he sent his son and allowed him to kick him for me. Wow, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that. I mean, look at you, us here, the, those that are here right now. You don't really, we were, have we ever really thought how blessed we really is? The fact that not only did God do this thing for us, someone preached to us, witnessed to us, and it took root, and we were kicking it ran with it to the point that it paid off. We got the Holy Ghost. We got baptized. It put fear in us. That, that's a great thing. It don't do that in everybody. Not saying that the devil didn't chase us and try to get it out, but it didn't do that to everybody. But what? The devil chased us like it chased them that it took out. But why did it? What, what's the difference between you and them? You got two eyes, you know the brain. You would, you would assume that you're pretty smarter than the average bear. Wouldn't you assume that? I, I'm intellectually smart. And even in your dumbest state, you're still going to say you're smart because no one wants to feel like they're dumb or stupid. Or ignorant. Mm -hmm. I, I never seen any person that say they they ignorant and they acknowledge that they're ignorant. Or they're stupid and they acknowledge that or they don't have it. But I get to the point where I look, if I don't know, you don't know. I'm ignorant. Ignorant just simply means you don't know certain things. I'm ignorant when it comes to this. I'm ignorant when it comes to that. I have a little knowledge, but you know, like, I'm ignorant when it comes to financial matters, but no, 
because I'm not I'm, I'm not really super ignorant, but I like why should I be guessing when I got a smart person over there that can help me? Praise Lord. Okay. So in order to, to work with God, we must and now to get to it, we must understand our responsibilities. Okay. What is God? What is our responsibility? God gave us the responsibility to take the oath first, take the oath, and learn of him. If we fail to do that, there ain't gonna be no growth. You might say, what are you talking about? Okay, that's like someone come and get baptized, get the Holy Ghost, and never come back to church anymore. They're not gonna grow. Amen. Because they going against what the scriptures say. Take the yoke and learn. Because being in a sanctified church, when they be around in holy places, as, as it was seen, or in an atmosphere that's conducive for growth, like uh, a garden, a garden, what makes a garden flourish is the garden keeper. Without the garden keeper, it's going to die. So in order for someone to grow, they need to be plant, come to a church where God has placed Bless them with someone with a keeper that, that's able to watch over them and continue to pour out what they need in order to flourish and grow. If they fail to embrace that, they ain't gonna they, 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 they gonna they're not gonna do it. And we see it time and time again. People got word in them, but they cannot pull up or do better because they refuse to take the yoke and learn. They refuse to appreciate what God has or what who God. No, look, not only do we need to appreciate what God is doing, we need to appreciate who God is using. Amen. Praise the Lord. We may not like that person, but if God uses them, who am I to say I don't like them? If God said that's the one, that's the one. I need to be there listening and, and taking it in. All right, any questions, comment? Okay, uh, let me Now, understanding our responsibility. David began to understand that worship and praise was not enough. Do you understand that? When you're worshiping God, when you pray to God, do you, do you ever come to yourself and say, man, I don't think that's enough? Well, what God did for you, is that enough? I, sometimes I said, that ain't enough. But David understood that worshiping and praying is not enough. The flaws that exist within the human psyche allow people to say and temporarily demonstrate one thing and then do another. Yes, come here and pretend... Hey, love, hey, love, hey, love, love. It was almost like they watching you, and then when they stop and we leave, they're going to do another. They live another life. Mm -hmm. It is possible for a person to say, I love the Lord, and then live in a way that's opposed to that claim. God's nature is different in that He is completely pure and true, He acts in perfect agreement with his word. If you don't think that, it's because you don't understand his word. But he has in perfect agreement with his word. We humans must exercise discipline and not only say, I love the Lord, but have a life that proves 
that you love the Lord? Just pray. It's kind of like, uh, you know how you see like maybe teenagers or like they just saw a day and they say, I love him. And you have older people say, yeah, you don't know what love is. You don't really love him. It's kind of like the same yeah. thing. Like they love the idea, but they really haven't established a true relationship mm -hmm. with God. But they say, oh, I love him. It's kind of like the same thing. It made me think about that. Amen. Amen. So we, they need to understand that. They have to be able to prove it. I tell my wife I love her. It's easier to say. Yeah. People say that all day long and do wrong. Mm -hmm. Then I have to talk to prove that I love her. Which requires me to understand what is required of me to prove that. You know, I can't turn my ear to everything that walk by. I can't give an ear to everything that, hey, yeah, how you doing? I can't listen to all that. I can't look at all this. I can't do it. you got to discipline yourself. Amen. People want their cake and eat it. They want to have a cake and eat it too. They, they don't want to discipline themselves, but they want to just have it without any discipline. It requires something. What you have now is because you allow the Lord to discipline you and, set and control you to the point that allow you to get to where that stage in your life right now. And mm -hmm. that ain't where you at. You look back at the thing you got and you say, you can say, you can you can surely say, if it had not been for the Lord, I wouldn't have this. If it had not been for the Lord, I would have been still have Roman eyes and chasing after every skirt tail and every little hide and get me and every little thing. And me and my wife wouldn't be together. We'd have been just enough statistics like everybody else. Like we got, got, we got, we fell in love. We got married, but then we also separated. It's the fact that God is what kept us together these years. Nate, that I did anything good and that you did anything good. Praise the Lord. Because when you want to do wrong, you'll find a fault. Mm -hmm. You'll find a reason. Mm -hmm. I told my wife one time, I said, you, it, you can't keep nobody unless they want to be kept. Right. A man can't keep himself. A woman can't keep, uh, a man can't keep a wife. A wife can't keep a husband. And let both of them agree that they want to be kept. That's so true. Without that desire, you know, you can't, I need to make sure I keep my husband. You can't keep him if he don't want to be kept. If he always want to run and chase something else, he ain't going to be kept. Amen. Same with her. She ain't going to want to be kept. But if y'all both are in agreement that y'all want to be kept, it'll work out. Keep God in the mix, though. Let God be the glue. All right? You're trying to bind two, piece, two, piece, two, two lives together without the glue of God in there, it ain't gonna work either. Amen. Okay, so in order to do, in order to do that, we need God's wisdom in order to understand what, what, what God, what God, what our responsibility to God, what he wants from us, we need the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of God. That's why we come to church, because the man that's preaching or giving us the word has the wisdom of God in mind, not the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of the world said, you did me wrong, I'm going to do you wrong. <laughs> the wisdom of God said, you did me wrong, forgive me. That's the wisdom of God. It may not like to hear that, but that's, that's the wisdom of God. Now, any questions? Let's go on. Me, I, 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 I'm going to go on. Wait a minute. Let's, 
Black Friday is I mean, my wife ain't always did things that made me happy. I ain't always did things. <laughs> she looked at me like, what? <laughs> my wife ain't always did. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, if, I hope I ain't shocking you, baby. My wife ain't always did things that make her happy, but she should be away. Uh, 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 she, she should understand that. And I know I ain't always did things that make her happy. She don't have to tell me that. I already know. Yeah. But... We love each other and forgive each other and keep working at what, what we got. Same here. <laughs> I don't, and I don't always walk around focusing on what she ain't did. Right. And she shouldn't be walking around focusing on what I didn't do. Mm-hmm. You know. But that's how a lot of people start off. They, they start focusing on what they're doing, what, what they didn't. You could have did this, you could have did this. Honey, ain't, ain't nobody no mind reader. Oh, maybe you just assume they got she's fresh. <laughs> uh, uh, I was talking to Miss Frazier uh, one time, and I was saying sometimes you have a lot of uh, marriages um, they begin to fail. Not necessarily, you know. Sometimes it is an individual like they did something, but sometimes it's just that they start to face life. You know, I was telling him, and I was like, man, and I was like, you know. Some of the things, you know, faced in life, people would have got a divorce over. It, it wasn't that we did anything to each other. It was say, oh, life is so hard, and they think their solution is, it was better before I met you. You know, that automatically, you know, he didn't do nothing to me. We just faced life together. We think life was better before I got married, and they think the solution is, I need to just get rid of them. Well, I'm sure everybody, Faces that they get married. Yeah. And like, what is hard before? So they, they, they automatically, that's the cop out. You think about how life was easier as opposed to something worth having and worth fighting for. We don't want to fight. The devil has trained us that when things get hard, throw your hands up and quit. That's what the devil told us. But the Lord tells us anything worth having, worth fighting for. And that's apparent because you can't go to heaven if you don't fight for it. If you ain't got that tenacity in there, I'm going to stand with the Lord. When, when you, It's easy to do when the church is packed and the music and we got the magician <laughs> there and we got this, this, this big old uh, uh, angelic choir coming up with these nice rolls and the church is big <laughs> and everything is going on. But when it ain't there no more, well, it's a little different. Amen. It's a little hard, but you still got to be there. I'm determined. That because the church don't dwell it don't mean that the, the anointing and, and, and God favor ain't still in the church. Amen. God's word is still there and God's favor is still in the church. Amen. Amen. And, and I put that to a test. I'll say to myself, well, when I, if I'm in doubt and think that the Lord ain't with me, I'll go somewhere to another church. Oh my God, they greatly received me, don't want me to leave. Yeah. But then I'll get back here and be like, oh, I'll just tell them again. I don't let that faith me. I don't let that faith. And it shouldn't bother you. Right. Praise the Lord. You just need to keep doing what you're doing. Right. Praise the Lord, all right? <clears throat> Praise the Lord. So we need to get the wisdom of God. Okay, understanding that, we got to understand the wisdom. Wisdom is a virtuous attribute of God. So we need to get it from Him. We must seek to get wisdom. Why? So that we might please Him. Amen. The wisdom of the world 
So you can't go to somebody that's worldly with them because they're going to tell you stuff that God hates and tell you you need to do that. Yep. And if you're stupid enough to listen to them, you're going to do it. The wisdom of God, the wisdom of the world will say, you don't need to go to church. You can, you can study your Bible at home, which you know you ain't going to do. Yeah, you can watch some keyboards. You know what? That ain't the plan of God. <laughs> the wisdom of the world say, pay time. You ain't got to pay no time. That preacher just wants your money. <laughs> That's what the devil throw at us to deceive us because he know that if we follow it, we cut off our blessings. Yeah. Right, sister? That's it. So, we, we, we yeah, well, right. That, that man just saying that just to get our money. And he have always said that. That's why the preacher always want money. Want money to pick them off because they want money. Because they're taking the money back there. When church over, put it in their pocket. That, Mr. Frank. And it don't just be one person saying it either. It be a whole, that's another thing. It's like, you know, that's the trick of the enemy too. The crowd. Like, yeah, you know, the people love to follow a crowd. Because they be like, majority is always right. You know, the majority rules. But with God is different. It's like, what looks like the minority or the small thing, it's like that's God can be all in it, but people miss it because it's like, man, what the crowd, you know, like what everybody else is, you know, what's the consensus or whatever. Everybody's yeah. saying it's this way, then it's got to be this way. Yeah. But we can miss heaven that way. Yeah. So, so many people don't say, told me through the years, man, I be even, and even when you ain't with a crowd, the devil come to you alone and tell you, man, don't be that man, When I went and tell my wife, we're going to start trying God, my wife just said, we had a bill due, and I said, pay it. She looked at me like I was crazy. And I, I had I had to do this, not, not to make, I, I was at a point in my in my life where I need to try God to see if his word was true. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that I was just wanting us to be all, everything that happens. I just said, in order for me to effectively serve the Lord, I need to know that he's going to honor his word. That's right. Don't you? Everybody eventually need to get to a point that they say, I need to make sure I honor his word. Now, you can't live a sinful life, expect God to honor his word, and be walking around like, why God ain't honor his word? I understand. God ain't nothing. God, God is blessing everybody but me. Well, because you ain't doing what God said to do. You don't reward somebody that's doing evil. That's like somebody somebody going to rob a bank and then rob another bank and rob another bank and we're going to sit up there and reward him? It's a tough. They, they said, oh, God didn't honor his word. But that is the thing. God does honor his yeah, word. Yeah, they don't All see that. All of his word. All and that's the thing. We pick the piece that's good for us. Yeah. You know, ask what you will and you shall have it. Submit yourself. You yeah, got to, yeah. you know, abide in Jesus. And then you get these things. And, but we, we, don't, we don't know that. We look at a piece that's good for us. Mm. You know? Think about it. Oh, true. How many people have got mad? Talk to your husband, but it also says something about the husband submitting himself as unto God. Amen. Amen. Right. How many people have got mad? Ran out the door. God, God ain't doing me right. Mm-hmm. God ain't doing you right. Yes, he is. You deserve nothing. You deserve to be <laughs> penny pinching, <laughs> robber. Amen. Right. That's what it, that's what the Bible says. 
Well, how are you gonna successful? You look, at some point you have to try God. You have to right. you have to believe that the God you serve is a, is a God. Yes. If he is a God and he says according to the word he's gonna do something, don't you wanna know if he's gonna do it? Right. Look, I know God is a healer, even though if, if he don't heal me from everything. But I do have a testimony that he has healed me in, yes. in time past. Yes. When I had that branch in my back and I was at work and he healed me. Yes. I had the dream that a man came over me and started preaching. Yes. He, no, the man wasn't preaching. The man, a, a bum looking man came and standing over me. I, was, I had a dream I was in the doctor's bed. I told y'all this. And uh, I opened my mouth and, and lightning came shooting out of his mouth. And, 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 and I heard scriptures and lightning. And I started screaming, ah! And from that on, I never had the pain in my back. I never had that branch in my back again. God done healed us from time to time to time. Now, has he healed me from everything? No. I got petition before him. Do you have petition for him now for something? Yes. Am I, is my walk with God based on the fact that he healed me or did not heal me? No. I'm a, I'm a certain, he don't make, he, he don't prove his word in me. And in some situations, we need to under, see, that's another part of the scripture where we don't know my grace is sufficient for thee. My sister may perfect weak. Mm-hmm. We need to understand that concept. But if we don't never go to church and hear about it, we, we never hear about that something God allowed to be upon us because it's be like something that make us run to the Lord. Amen. Make us pray more. Make us come to church. Make us. Are these people that come up, they want to be healed from medication and everything else they want, but they don't want to serve the law. I hope you keep what you got, and, and then I hope something else comes. <laughs> Whatever text you, get you to run to the law, they do it. God's will, not my will, but God's will be done. Just pray. Yeah. Because the Lord always does the true intent of our heart. Right. So yeah. if we come up there. I can hear it. I'm just going to go back to it. You know, the Lord already knows your heart. Yeah. If you're sincere or not. Yeah. You want to, you're so true. And you have, and there are even instances where the Lord say, okay, I'm going to prove myself to you. I'm going to, you know, touch you on firmly or, you know, bless what you've been praying for. And then they do good for a while and then they leave. And then it's almost like they come back with that same thing. The Lord said, I already showed you who I was. And you, That's I need it. You to show me who you. That's are. it. <laughs> God, let's, God bless you. You turn your back and leave. When 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 the trouble on, you come back to the Lord. If that's the kind of person you are, then you don't told God. You don't. I mean, I don't know about God, but you done made my mind up. The best thing for you to do is to stay hard. Stay, have a hard life. Just pray. I mean, you know what, Pastor? The Lord knows us just like He did with Israel. He's like, I know these stiff necked people, they're going to pray and do whatever else. Yeah. And he just be giving them another chance. Mm-hmm. Ain't that love? Oh, he did all this stuff for them and they complain. Oh, you ain't do this all. Oh, oh. And he take them back and say, all right, come on, let me, let me, let me help y'all again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a true father. Yes, I mean, it, it's like Caleb, you know. Y'all say, okay, Caleb, I'm going to spank you or whatever, but next thing. So we need the wisdom of God to teach us some things. We need to teach them some things. We need to have a mind that wants to be taught. Look, look, look. Proverbs 4, 
Father Timothy says, get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the neither decline the words of my mouth. Forsake her not. It caused wisdom of her. You know, most men like to chase after women. They tell you, stop chasing women, chase after wisdom from the Lord. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Because your wisdom will eventually make you say, Oh, I understand now what God was doing. At the time he was doing it, I didn't understand it. God is doing this to me, but I understand. Oh, I understand now. Now, the Bible exhorts us to pray and to seek wisdom. And God will give it to us. He talked about that in Proverbs 6, 16, James 5 and 1. Tell me, God's wisdom is superior to the wisdom of Mankind. Amen. For the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God. God is saying, You listening to that? That's foolishness. That's junk to me. That's garbage to me. That's dung to me. Let's pray. I'll say this too. Um, because it's funny that you said it, it brought something to my mind. It's like, I think about uh, First Lady talks about, she said this before, like, how you living beneath your privilege. Amen. Right. It's like when when we think like how the world thinks, it's as if we're it's it's a baser level yeah. of right. Yeah. It's like God, the way he thinks is so different from how the world thinks. It's so different from how like you know, like human thinking and intellect, it's so much beyond that. I mean, the way that God thinks and how he sees things. Even the, the things that he says about us are completely different from how the world does. And so when we are trying to like follow after what people say and what the world says, it's like it, it really is like, you know, foolishness with God because it's just like God is like, man, that's so beneath me. Yeah, like, that's so, <laughs> you know, what I have and, and how I think is so much greater. And when we get on God's level, it won't make sense to people. It won't make sense to the world. Cause it's like, they're like, man, that that doesn't make any sense to us. Like it's it's like we can't understand them, yeah. but they can't understand us either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right, you're right. For it, uh, it, it, it says, for it is written. He takes the wise in their own craftiness. Mm -hmm. This is for Corinthians uh, 3 and 19. Uh, God has also provided a spiritual gift Paul called a word of wisdom. Mm. We want to have that in the church. Amen. And I believe we do have it. It is, it, it, so we got to understand that this particular gift is, is available for us, but you got to seek after it. It ain't going to come to you naturally. Amen. It ain't going to come to you without seeking. Everything, even if if I was a person that said, I got a million dollars out there, mm -hmm. buried yeah. in a certain location, you go to treasure map, you gotta go find it. You gotta put for forever to look for it. Amen. It only, it only gonna reward you when you find it. Mm -hmm. So an effort gotta be, uh, effort gotta be taken in order to get to it. You can't just sit back and say, well, the Lord gonna just 
Lord, I, I accepted your plan, but I ain't going to go to church. I ain't going to do nothing. I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to make no time. I ain't going to do nothing. And everything needs to just come to me. Why should it come to you? Hmm. You urinate on everything that God gives you. Right. <laughs> and you want it to come to you? You get what you what you sow. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any comments, questions? Okay. Uh, okay, moving on. Move on. You, you have a responsibility to examine your heart. Whose job is it to examine your heart? It ain't my job to examine your heart. It ain't my job to examine Sister Phelps' heart. It ain't my job to examine Sister Fraser's heart. My job is to examine my heart. Make sure my heart is in line, in tune with the plan of God. Make sure that my heart says yes to what the Lord is doing, even if I don't like what he's doing. I need to learn to like it. You got to examine your heart. You need to make sure your heart, why? Why is your heart so important? Why do you have to examine your heart? Anybody caught on yet? And not only, you're right about that, but not only that, the Lord looks at what? Yeah. Your heart. That's right. He don't care about what you put on the outside oh, of your body. Yeah. <laughs> he come here. And you know deep down you're crying. Yeah. He come here with a little smile. He know you're depressed. Mm-hmm. You're right. Jesus, Jesus. He come in here, man. Hey, the Lord. He know good and well you got your inch away from backsliding. Man. You fool us. Mm -hmm. You ain't fooling God. Amen. You gotta examine your heart. Yes. If your heart starts dwindling around, you're I'm bored. Hey, the Lord everybody. Hey, you know, I'm so bored with this junk, I can't take it in. He's looking at heart, I see your heart. Amen. So if he see your heart, you need to be be watching it too. Right. A lot of people come in, they ain't watching their heart. Amen. You, your job is to watch your heart. Yes, listen, 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 listen. The psalmist wrote that it that he would walk with a perfect heart in his heart. This is Psalm 101 and 2. The real person is on display in his own, own home. Yes. See, you put on the meaning what I'm simply saying is you put on the show when you come to church. You put on a show when you go to work. You put on a show when you're out in public. You put on a show when you go visit people. We put on this air, this little show, and then, but when you go home, the real you come out. Mm -hmm. We watch some of those BET movies, and they like that. They, they show the people getting together on holidays, and all of a sudden, they, they, somebody in the family started pulling the skirt off and people were telling, oh, are you really cheating on you? Oh, are you really doing this? Are you really doing that? Mm -hmm. In public, we may put on a front, but in the privacy of our home, we relax that front. Mm -hmm. Let our hair down and drop our guards. David meant that he would search his heart to purge all defilement so that he might stand acceptable in God's sight, not being double-minded, but having a singleness of purpose and desire. Now, we ought to be able to talk about David, but I always thinking, well, that's the man who cheated on it. 
you know, but we, I mean, what I'm saying, we ought to be able to talk about that without emphasizing on what he did wrong. Right. right. What you did wrong. Mm -hmm. What I did wrong. Mm -hmm. We all done did some wrong. Amen. It just ain't produce a baby. Right. So let's examine David. That's why we emphasize on David because he did some good things. But we have a responsibility to examine our heart. It says, uh, Psalms 139, 23 and 24 says, Hide thy face from my sins and block out all my transgressions, not some all, and all my iniquities. Create me a clean heart, O God, and renew in me a right spirit within me. Psalm 51, 9 and 10. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Mm -hmm. Try me. And know my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting. Mm -hmm. This is Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Alright? Yeah. Now, you must also understand that God knows your mind. We, got, we understand that we have responsibility to examine our heart. We also know that God knows your mind. At any given moment of time, God is looking at your mind and saying, Is that my servant? Is that my servant? They ain't thinking right now. They ain't, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting right there. But their action is showing they're going in the right way, but their mind ain't thinking right. You can be walking the right way and your mind is not thinking right. Is that possible? Is that possible? Yeah. yeah. It's possible to be going the right way but your mind is not thinking right. Mm -hmm. For instance, you got a, a responsibility. I have to give you an example. Thank you, Lord. You have to, a responsibility. You get up in the morning and go to work. You go to work. I'm going to work. You're going the right way because you, you're supposed to go to work. But you get in there. When I go to work, I'm going to show them that I'm the boss. Your mind ain't thinking right. <laughs> when the boss tell me something, I'm going to tell him to sit down and shut up. I'm going to tell him what to do. You're going to the right place, but your mind ain't thinking right. Yeah. When you begin to think right, that he's telling me to do something I don't want to do. I'm going to put him in. Uh, put him in he's the boss. Yeah. Now you're thinking right. That, that's what came. Yeah, other situations, you know, but, you know, it's, we can come up with, but you must understand that God knows your mind. Now, and, and knowing that God knows your mind, it's very, you got to be careful what get in there. Yes. And when something get in there wrong, you got to get it out. That's right. Why? That's right. Because God is looking at your mind. God is looking, look, let me, okay, listen to this. Do you not know your, 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 your mind is like a frying pan for food? You're either going to get righteous stuff to cook or you're going to get unrighteous stuff to cook. Whatever you throw in that frying pan, go cook there for a while. I mean, it's going to sizzle and stay there until you get it out. If you righteous stuff get in there, it's going to sizzle and it's gonna pull, you're going you're gonna to sit there and get that out. But if wrong stuff get in there, you know that's garbage. You need to throw that stuff out. 
So your mind, you need to make sure your mind stay clean because any impure thoughts, before you act on any impulse, you let them marinate in your mind for a while. Right. He, David sat there and looked at Bathsheba and said, ooh wee, mm -hmm. ooh wee. I didn't know she was like that. Yeah. I didn't know she had it like that. Wow. And he let that marinate in his mind. Mm -hmm. Then he should have turned around and grabbed his sister. Where's the, where's the troops at? I need, I need, I need to go out there. I'm at the bar. There was no other way to get out of there. But to be, I should have been with my troops out there fighting. That's right. Say, I'm here trying to chill, take it easy, because I'm the king. Look, we must understand that God knows your mind. Now, the human mind is a clever and just is is clever at justifying sin. It's clever until it is difficult for a person to know his own heart. Paul said that his own personal judgment was God's distinct responsibility. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you. You don't care if someone judges you. It's a small matter. If someone judges you, who are you, what do you care if they judge you? Thank God. Right. Pass judgment on me, if you will. Any day, anybody. Court of law can pass judgment. It ain't, it, it, what bothers me is what God says, not what y'all say. Okay? If a man, therefore, purge himself from, uh, no, 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 1 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4, Paul further exhorted Timothy concerning uh, iniquities of the heart. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. Well, that lets us know the route, the route we should go to be a vessel of honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. That sounds like something that we want to be. The area we want to follow is what God commend us. Flee also useful love. Because you flee it today don't mean it ain't going to try to come back tomorrow or the next day. Or because you don't stay faithfully married one year don't mean you're going to make it another one. You need to fight it every time it comes. You need to fight it. I don't stay with my wife because she's the prettiest one in the world. <laughs> I had to, you had to make a vow and forsake. <laughs> you had to forsake all others. I'm getting old. I ain't looking so ridiculous moving no more. She getting older too. But mm -hmm. well, I still have made a vow to her and to the Lord. Yeah. To death do we part. Mm -hmm. I mean to keep that. So, Most people that are sanctified and they stick with the Lord, they tell us everything is long term for them. It ain't such a short period. They're able to go to distance. They're able to go through the hardship because this way done taught us what hardship is all about. This is afraid, family. Because you know, if your relationship with God is right, mm -hmm. most all your other relationships are right. Mm -hmm. You know how to treat your sisters, your brothers, your kids, your friends, so people, your enemies. Mm -hmm. You know how to treat everybody right because your relationship with God is right. He's right. It's very true. So, uh, mm -hmm. what first lady
they, you know, want to stay or they, you know, claim to be stable or whatever, usually it's nothing that the spouse did wrong, but it's because they decide to step away from God mm -hmm. and that spouse is continuing. They say, I don't want nothing to do with yeah. God. So I need to get rid of everything. Right, right. Because they, they can't consciously live the life they live and come home. They be like, because they feel it condemned just by looking at you. Like, I ain't doing God right. When you say, I'm going to church and you ain't going, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing God right. That's a reminder that you ain't doing God right. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you want to go pray. I want you to do something else. And, uh, and for me to say, I don't want you praying now. I feel like I ain't doing God right because I should be, be glad to have somebody that said, I want to go pray. So it's best to shape up. Don't shape up. Shape up. Make up. Now flee youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace. With them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Second Timothy two twenty one twenty two. We should pay. We should pray that God will examine us for what we really are. And we should have the courage to change and courage to change to be like the Lord. Amen. Have enough courage, you know. We understand that we want to stay hip with our friend, but have the courage to say, look, I need to settle down. They're they holding me back. Yeah. All right? Okay, moving on. I see what's happening. I'm going to sit first. Okay, let me move on. First of all, uh, we must also we must we also have a responsibility to make no provision for the flesh do we know what that really means make no provision for the flesh if we don't know what that means we'll be making provision for the flesh for instance Sister Felder, I'm using you for example. Me and Sister Felder, we've been together, but she decided she wanted to have her a secret bank account. Just in case she got to leave. So she's making provision for the flesh. So that if it don't work out, I ain't worried. I got mine to the freight. Or if uh Yeah. 
if you don't tell them, in some part of you saying, I gotta enjoy that attention. Because, you know, if you don't tell your spouse, and then they find out through the person or somebody, they be like, why didn't you tell me such and such happened? You be like, oh, I Certainly, you look at it a whole different way. Yeah, I consider it, it ain't nothing worth telling because I'm like that, that's how it started off. But yeah. well, that's the thing. Once it happens one time, you have to really cut it off right then. Yeah, but if it happened too much, right now, no, but, but I'm but, saying but, if it happened one time, I, I count it. No, but if somebody tried again, then I'm like, oh. Person, they said, man, I was you. I was with you. I wouldn't treat you like that. 
And the first thing, you know, that's what you already want to hear that. That's what you want to hear from your wife, but she's saying it. So now she said, I wouldn't treat you like that. And you said, I'm like, you wouldn't? You know, that's so crazy. Well. It's so crazy <laughs> our expectations like of our spouse versus reality. You know, what you know, people want their wife to, you know, cook, clean, uh, just uh bottom the top, uh, you know, be there in the bedroom, do this, do that. And then, you know, if the wife be tired one day and somebody should have said just be like, Oh, my wife doesn't do this. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, she's not taking care of your three kids and cleaning your house, cooking your dinner every night. Like, man, we want our wife to look like Victoria's <laughs> Secret Mama, don't we? I know I do. But in real life, that's not reality. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not reality. So we got to be careful. What we're talking about, uh, uh, Mr. Fraser, is make no provision. We we have a responsibility to make no provision for the flesh. Before you went back there, I was just saying a provision for the flesh is like Feltner saying, well, I'm going to take some money and cash it away just in case the marriage don't work out. That's making provision for the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> You're already setting yourself up saying it, it, it probably ain't going to work. So that's why people shine prenups. Yeah, because we were talking uh, uh, about that at work one time. The one girl said, oh, the guy left the lady and took all the money or whatever and this that. And the other girl said, oh, well, because she's stupid. And so <laughs> I said, well, if she's been married 14 years, what do you mean she's stupid? She put all her money with her husband money? I'm calling her to pay electricity and she don't take no electricity. I come home one day, electricity off. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't I feeling it too? <laughs> no, it is the stupidest thing. Oh, there are, I've heard women who would even have a husband who got like, let's say the husband was working and got laid off and won't be able to pay something and be like, well, I guess he got figured out. I'm like, I live in the same house. You got laid off, not the person quitting. Let you got laid off. He said, "Well, I don't know how he's gonna pay you." They already divide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. They set themselves up with the rules that increases division. It starts off by dividing. It can't do nothing but keep going wider and wider. Wider and wider. It don't show that we together. It show that we we divide it from the start. Right. And now we just gonna get yes. it's gonna get worse and worse as time goes on. And they wonder why it yeah. don't work out. You was already not together. <laughs> that makes so much sense. It's not about who make the most money either. Nope. Right. Amen. It ain't about when he make the most money, he calls out, she make the most money. No. Nope. Come together. We, me, me, since we, we already went through that. Mm-hmm. It ain't about that. 
You make a person feel less than a man if he ain't making the money that you make or making more, and then you can be lit at him because he ain't making that money. You already feel like, man, that don't mean that they ain't trying either, or that they ain't ambitious either. Right, right. That's not an indicator. Okay, I gotta stop for that time. Go. Two minutes. Two minutes. Okay, let me finish this. Uh, I ain't gonna finish, but let me finish what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, um, you have responsibility to make no provision for the flesh. Okay. Um, David made strong pledges to God to keep himself from evil. You ought to be doing the same thing. Strong pledges. Lord, right, Lord, please, I beg you, keep me from the evil. And he ain't had no Holy Ghost. We got a Holy Ghost. Get yep. people. You can keep that bad. He wrote. He began to wrote. Now out of David, usually people write what's in their heart and in their mind. He wrote, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. This is Psalm 101 and 3. Mm -hmm. Of the five senses, the eye is perhaps the most susceptible to temptation. Mm -hmm. I ain't never seen nobody sat there sleeping and their tongue got them in trouble. Your eyes is generally the most one that get pull you into temptation. Mm -hmm. In the first temptation in the Bible, Eve saw that the tree was good for food and so that it was pleasing to her eye that the tree was to be desired. Now, we see a lot of things that's to be desired. Yeah. Yeah. People of the opposite sex dress to be desired but we don't go. We don't go partake on it. That's right. And and, and usually to, to partake on it is, you sure look nice. Mm. You looking good. Hey, how you doing? Mm. <laughs> All that stuff. We don't do that. Mm. That's partaking of the truth. Mm. So, and the truth, she, she, she saw the fact that it was desired to make one wife, so she took of the fruit thereof and didn't eat, and gave it also to her husband, and he didn't eat it. You know the story, Genesis. But, 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 we understand 1 John 2, 15 and 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, which is not of the Father, but of the world. And that I have to stop. I'm not afraid, but I have to stop. Now, understanding, we must be determined to understand God's plan and keep the responsibility to us. It's not the pastor's job. It's not the pastor's job to take responsibility because you don't want to serve the Lord. Yeah. I can't put that desire in you. I can just feed you. Give you the right atmosphere, the right ingredient that you need to blossom and, and just like uh, making a cake and it's going to flourish. If you don't want it, that's between you and God. You're going to stand before him one day and point fingers at me and God gonna, he ain't going to listen. All right? Examine your heart. Examine that mind. And stay with an a, a, a understanding of God's plan. And be responsible. I mean, when God's word comes, it requires you to respond. And by you responding, you showing responsible for your action. By showing God that you love him and you appreciate all he's done. Right now, we're going to let you stand. Any announcements this time?
Mějte